Alexis, thank you for joining us today on Austin Planet Radio. And to begin, tell us what inspired you to run in this year's Athens Classical Marathon. Uh, what inspired me was that it was the two and a half thousand year anniversary of the Battle of Marathon. It was going to be a very big event in Athens. Uh, he had he made a lot of uh, waves around the running community. It was a special event. A lot of uh, additional activities planned around it, and so it, it was a great opportunity I didn't want to miss. I also want to do something that would be inspirational for my three beautiful kids, Ari, Melina, and Sofia. I, th- I think they would be very proud of their dad if, he, if I finished this race, so that's why I wanted to do it. What was the experience like of running a full marathon in the country where the marathon was born? I had never done it before and it was fantastic. It was a beautiful day. It was uh, The excitement was incredible. There were so many people who apparently were running it for the first time. Uh, all in all, there were 13,000 runners, uh, 9,000 of whom were foreigners. They had come for the event. Usually the, the number of uh, participants is more like three and a half, four thousand. But this year was special, so we had a whole bunch of people come, and it was just, it was just phenomenal. It was well organized. It was a beautiful day, sunny, uh, wonderful, and it just, uh, it was a great experience. Was it your first time running a marathon? No, it wasn't. But I hadn't run one in 16 years. And so, so, so you had gone 16 years without a yeah. marathon. Had you ever run it in Greece before? No. So that was another incentive. It was a chance to be to run it at home uh, for the first time, have my family sort of be in the stands at the end and and uh, watch me finish if I had if I would finish, which thankfully I did. And uh, also the, the other thing was it was in the the finish was in the Panathinaikos Stadium, which is a beautiful stadium, um, a very symbolic. Uh, location for all Greeks and uh, growing up we've seen that stadium and admired it always and thought it was something special and so to be able to actually finish in that stadium was a very special moment that I really uh, cherished I guess. And of course it was a stadium that was the home of the first modern Olympics right, in Athens right. in 1896 and uh, also the venue where the Olympics uh, the 2004 Olympics had the finish of the marathon for both women and men Yes, and I believe also going back, there was even the about 12 years ago, the World Track and Field Championships were also held in Greece, and they yeah. held their opening ceremony yeah. at Panathenian Stadium, and it was very well regarded at, at the time as a very beautifully done event. So you mentioned that you had run previous marathons in the past. Which marathons have you previously been a part of? I started running when I was studying in Germany, and so the first couple of three ones I did were in Germany. Then I did the Austin Marathon many times, and I've done a couple more. But again, the last one was 16 years ago, uh, many pounds ago, many pounds. two knee surgeries ago, and all kinds of things like that. So what did it feel to be back out and yeah, running again? It was great. Actually, I didn't expect it to be so good, and it worked out well. Uh, I didn't feel any particular pain, and it sort of motivated me now to get back into running, I guess. So and, I, and you did make it all the way to I the did. finish as I well? I did. Thankfully, uh, I did. <laughs> May I ask what your time was? Yes, of course. It was 5 hours and 31 minutes, which okay. is very slow. I didn't care. But I would say for someone that hadn't run in 16 years, that's a pretty good time. So. Yeah, it was good. My last one 16 years ago was 4 hours, so it was pretty... Uh, it was, But it was, this was not about time. This was about being there. About being the, part experience. Of the experience. Yeah, so. 
What route did the marathon follow? Were there any parts, any particular parts of Athens that you got to see during the run? To be honest with you, it was the first time I actually went to marathon. The day before the race, I went to marathon with my family and we, we visited the museum, we looked around, uh, and so I confess not ever having been to marathon before. The race starts in the town of Marathon at the stadium, the modern um, uh, athletic stadium they have. And then it, it goes along the Marathon Avenue all the way to Athens. The only um, detour they do is to go uh, about three miles into the race, you go uh, and turn so that you can go past the, the actual tomb of the Athenian soldiers, which was you know, paying tribute to the, to the 192 Athenians who died during the Battle of Marathon. And then you get back on the main route and go, go through all the different uh, suburbs and, and finish in Athens, in downtown Athens. And to sort of paint the picture of what their route is like, the town of Marathon is uh, a bit outside of Athens. It's northeast of Athens. Yes. And you followed the Marathon route, Marathon Avenue, as you yeah. mentioned, into the city, and then south, all the way to the uh, center of Athens, into the into the stadium. Uh, were there many other Greek American runners? You did mention there were a lot of participants from other countries this yes, year. Yes, I'm aware that the Ahepa had a major. Um, I have the Greek, uh, the Greek American organization here in the states had major uh, drive to, to recruit runners for the event. I think they had about 300 runners who came from various places in the U.S. Uh, they had a, uh, they came together. They actually had an event in Athens for all of them, and so they were organized. I'm sure there were plenty more that were not kind of like me who went on their own. Um, so. I think was very well attended by by diaspora and Greeks who, who felt this was a special occasion, just like you know I did and a whole bunch of other people. And ultimately, the winner, I believe, was from uh, for both the men's and women's races were from. No, the, the winner was Kenyan for the men, and uh, for the women, it was uh, Lithuanian. Interesting. Lithuanian lady, yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, let's discuss a little bit about the history of the marathon, beginning in ancient times with the uh, battle of marathon and also the legend surrounding it. You mentioned that this was the 2,500 year anniversary uh, that was being celebrated of the battle of marathon. Yes. So I think the the history of the race itself goes back to a legend, uh, which is that after the Battle of Marathon, where the Greeks defeated the Persians in 490 BC, uh, a runner uh, was sent to tell the Athenians who were waiting uh, to find out the outcome of the battle. He was sent to, to tell them what happened, and Philippides is uh, supposedly his name, and he went and he said, he pronounced Nenikikaman, which means we won, and then the legend has him dying at the spot and, and becoming such a, a incredible figure in, in, in literature and history and mythology, really. The, the facts of that uh, event are actually uh, not so clear. Most people nowadays believe that this actually never happened, but it's, uh, it's, it's combined well with the whole legend of the, of the marathon. The marathon is particular, the Battle of Marathon was particular because of two events that did happen that have to do with running. One was that Philippides, or a runner that was called Philippides, was sent from Athens to Sparta to ask the Spartans for help for the upcoming Battle of Marathon. The Spartans couldn't, um, couldn't help because they were tied up with a religious ceremony. They said they will help once the religious ceremony is over and they, they are able to send the soldiers. So Philippides apparently ran from Athens to Sparta 150 miles and then ran back to tell the Athenians that they're on their own. And so they prepared for the battle. The other thing that was particular about the battle was that the Athenian soldiers are, um, are actually uh, alleged or historically it's... it's it's a pretty uh, well understood fact at this point that they ran the last 
part of the field before they started the battle with the, the Persians, which was a very unusual tactic. And they did it because they had to try to avoid the, the arrows uh, from, that were coming from the Persians. So they were very astute and very developed uh, in their archery, the Persians, and the Greeks had no defense against that. And this was the first time that the Greeks actually were uh, unafraid of that, that thing. And the way they did it was they, they started marching towards the Persians. And then at the very, uh, I guess, last 200 meters or so, apparently they started running towards them in formation. And the Persians were startled and didn't know what to do with it because they'd never seen it before. So there was a lot of running involved in this whole uh, marathon battle. And hence, uh, you know, the, the legend of Philippides running back to Athens has historically proven itself as something irresistible, and, and now we, we all run the marathon in his name. And from ancient times, how did the marathon evolve into the modern-day race that we are familiar with today? Well, the ancients never ran such a long distance. I think the longest distance they ever ran in the Olympics was uh, 5K, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but in 1896, for the first uh, modern Olympics, uh, Pierre de Coubertin, who was the founder, uh, sort of the, the, the man behind the, the, the idea of the modern Olympics, um, and his uh, partner decided it would be a good idea to, to create something that would uh, attract the attention of the Greek public and sort of inspire them. And uh, so they, they came up with this race from Marathon to Athens. And uh, they held it. I think there was only 15 or 20 runners who participated in that first Olympics. A Greek man won it, um, Spiridon Lewis. And so it was, uh, that's the beginning of the race. Uh, in it took about 20 years before the race became sort of established as, a, as an event. Uh, and in fact, the first 20 years it, was, it did not have a specific distance. Uh, eventually it was settled to 42.2 kilometers or 26.2 miles. And that's since 1921, I think, the official distance of the race. And it's exploded. I mean, since, since then, at some point it exploded in popularity. Nowadays, I, I think I read the other day that there were 500,000 marathon finishers in the United States in 2009, which is an incredible number, but it, it's, it's every major city in the world nowadays is running a marathon, and uh, it's very popular, and by the way, um, it is also an event that raises a ton of money for all kinds of uh, philanthropic causes, uh, so it's not just a normal race in the sense, it's most of, the, most of the marathon races are associated with some charity, and people run for charities, and people sort of donate based on how many miles that they, they actually do. So it's a it's a it's a great event uh, for that from that perspective. Was there any since you mentioned that the the length of the race wasn't standardized until about 20 years after the original modern Olympics? Was there any significance to the 26.2 miles being chosen? Well, the, the distance from marathon to Athens is between 25 and 26 miles. Uh, the additional point two my understanding is was added because the Queen of England wanted to have a specific viewing position for the Olympics in London and so they lengthened the route just so that she can uh, or her kids could go and view it from the balcony of the palace or something like that and so they added the point too and that's how it, and, and also they wanted to run a lap inside the stadium with the finish and so that was the that's how the, the final so that added the extra two tenths. Yes. Of a mile. Very, very, very interesting. I can't say that I knew most of this. <laughs> Shifting gears once more, however, you are also heavily involved in the local Greek American community here in Austin, and specifically with the local chapter of Ahepa, which, for our listeners who might not be familiar, it's the American Hellenic Educational Progressive Association. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the organization and your involvement and what it does locally. This uh, We are Chapter 312 of AHEPA, which is the, the, the biggest Greek-American organization in the United States. 
Um, it's, as you mentioned, a philanthropic organization. It's in, its goals are to promote Hellenism and, and Hellenic ideals, but also to be a positive force in the community and, and do charity work and, and, and be a, a, you know, a, a very active member, involved member of the community of wherever we are. Our, our chapter here is relatively small. Uh, but it has been fairly active for its size. Um, we have been able to to do almost uh, every year um, the Greek festival here in Austin, which started out as a very small event and has grown over time to be um, something that attracts about 2,000 people. We haven't been able to have it every year in the last several years, but our, our goal is always to do it and to, to try to uh, make it the, the best possible event for for our local to, to showcase our local community. Um, the local hip also has a um, has a other uh, cultural events that we organize. Um, we we do uh, Greek nights every now and then, um, and we try through our um, income to to also uh, be. Um, to do charity, so we, a lot of the money we we make through the festival or other events actually does go to charity directly. And so, how big is the local Greek American community here in the Austin area? The Greek American community, or the the community of Greek students, because that's also part of our community, is probably about 250 households or families, I would say. Um, the membership in Akepa is about it fluctuates, but it's between 15 and 50 in our best years, um, and and. Not everybody's active. Um, the biggest number of Greek Americans probably would, would be found in the church uh, community or in the church registers, I guess, the Greek church registers. Um, but it, it, depending on how many students would come, come to UT every year, the number comes, you know, goes up and down uh, accordingly. What are some upcoming events that will be organized locally by Akepa? We are having a meeting actually next week we decided on next year but we our intention is to do the Greek festival again if we can find the venue and get, get it organized um, an appropriate venue there's many venues but we want to make it a special event and we want to make sure that it's, a, it's in a nice place and it has you know it really promotes who we want to be uh, here in town uh, we have uh, we are thinking about doing a Greek night which is always very very popular uh, Greek music dance food um, there's a uh, Greek-Armenian guitarist coming to town in March, early March. He came here in Austin three years ago actually and performed. He's uh, head of the Odeo in Athens. Yakovos Kolanyan is his name. And he will be here in Austin beginning of March. So we'll plan that event and we'll, we'll obviously advertise for it and, and make, everybody, make, make sure everybody knows when it is and, and all the details. And where, what have the venues usually been for the Ahepa events, like the, the Greek festival, the Greek nights, and so forth? The Greek festival started out in East Austin, in East Austin um, and uh, uh, then we moved to Laguna Gloria, which is a wonderful venue. It's really beautiful and the setup is fantastic and it's very uh, attractive uh, as a location. Uh, we have contemplated in the past doing it in the, in the grounds of the Greek church. Um, we have to talk with the church and figure out if that's something we want to consider doing again. Um, the Greek nights usually have been held at the church, uh, at the hall at the church. So, or actually we've had a couple of them we had in a restaurant down, in downtown as well. But they've been always very successful and very well attended. Where can our listeners find out more information about the local chapter of Akepa and some of the local events that are being sponsored? There is a website, austinakepa.org, um, and 
we are not so good about maintaining it and keeping it up to date, but I think most events that will be coming up will be listed there. So um, austinakheba.org is the site if anyone wants to take a to go and take a look, or they can they can contact us directly. You might have our email if anybody wants. They can through you they can individually contact us as well. Our, our leadership. And jumping back to the marathon for a moment, I believe that they have a website as well for anyone that wants to go back and see the results and the photos from this year's event. Uh, I, yeah, I forget what exactly what the website exactly, but it's, if you look under Athens Classic Marathon, you'll find it. Um, I, I believe it's Athens Classical Marathon. Gr, it could be wrong. Could be yeah. Um, I wanted to say something about the marathon as well. Uh, the Sports Illustrated magazine uh, two weeks ago had a six-page article on just that race in Athens. Now, in the in sort of times of uh, football and basketball and all that stuff, imagine the Sports Illustrated devoting six pages to a race in Athens. Uh, that must that tells you how important that event was and how special it was. This is pretty it, significant. It was uh, it was great. And the amount of runners, as yes. you mentioned before, is also very significant. And, and I can as tell well. you, I met runners. I flew from Atlanta to Athens on the plane, and the people that half the plane was full of runners. It was three days before the race, and they were so excited to be to be going to Athens on such an occasion to run it, to run the classical route. It was just a, it's, it's one of those things that people have on their bucket list to run the marathon in Athens, and, it, and it's, it's a great thing. But it sounds like it was a really exciting once in a lifetime event, and from what I've seen, it looks like the turnout was pretty good as well. It was, yeah, it was awesome. A lot of yeah. people came out to see the race yes. in Athens. Yes. Well, Alexis, thank you for taking the time to speak with us on Boston Planet Radio. It was fun. Hopefully. You'll join us again sometime in the future. Thanks, and congratulations for your show. Right, thank you very much.